You are Locked On Utes, your daily podcast on the Utah Utes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a Wednesday edition of the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Joining you from an undisclosed location somewhere buried deep in the heart of the Salt Lake Valley. Coming at you with all the recent University of Utah news, notes, and updates. And I have an important announcement for everyone. It is now suddenly click season. And as such, be aware when you're on social media that articles will be coming out in favor of your rival team and getting those clicks as there isn't a whole lot of action to be covering right now and everybody got to pay them bills still. We'll talk a little bit about that where Utah is getting shafted in some rankings or are they or what the viewpoint of the Utah and BYU situation should be. We'll also talk about the men's basketball schedule being released by the Pac-12 Conference and break down some news, notes, and updates uh, from the athletic department, including a promotion for a very important University of Utah Athletic Department employee. All that is coming up next here on the Locked On News Podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network for May 26th. 2021. Welcome back into the Locked On Utes podcast here on the Locked On Podcast Network, where it is always a great day to be a Ute. Thank you for joining me. My Utah friends and family on today's episode. It is a middle of the week day episode for you. Coming at you, brought to you by the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. There's no better place to get all of your Pac-12 conference news than the Locked On Pac-12 podcast. Hosted by the legendary Sidney Robinson. Follow the Locked On Pac-12 podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I will be on with her today. We're going to talk about your University of Utah football team and break down all the uh, previews and everything like that. And so give it a listen. Uh, hopefully you're subscribing, following, whatever it is that we're doing these days. We're going to jump right into it and talk about how it is now officially click season as off season has taken over the article writing teams or outlets, media outlets, whatever it is that you want to call it. And now everybody's out there just trying to get them clicks, trying to get attention to articles and whatnot. PFF, the uh, much uh, debated pro football focus, depending on where you side uh, with them, released their ELO rankings for all 130 FBS teams heading into the 2021 season. Of course, at number one was Alabama, the Crimson Tide, ranked with a 23% probability of winning a national championship, combined with a 51% chance of winning their conference championship. Their highest graded returning player was running back Brian Robinson Jr., which is kind of fascinating to me because there's a lot of good guys on that team. But uh, I digress. Followed by Clemson with a 17% chance of winning. Ohio State at third with a 13% chance. Georgia in fourth with a 7% chance. The Oklahoma Sooners in fifth with a 13% chance of winning a national championship. Texas A&M, 2%. Florida Gators at 7 with a 3%. 
Notre Dame fighting Irish, number eight, with a 1% chance. The Iowa Hawkeyes at number nine, with a 2% chance. And the LSU Tigers round out the top 10 with a 2% chance of winning a national championship. Your question is always, where did the Utes of Utah land? Well, they landed at 26. Not the uh, not exactly the best uh, spot to be in, but also not the worst. I, I think... Uh, I think Utah is probably a program that a lot of people did not have on their radars last year. And realistically, that's understandable because I don't think there were a lot of national media members that were play, paying attention to what was going on in the Pac-12 for the most part and, and at Utah. I think the biggest story to come out of last season, we all know it, is likely the passing of Ty Jordan and just the absolute tragedy that came with that. Uh, that's why I continue to press things like SP plus and, and rankings where I believe that there are legitimate metrics that actually have uh, math for, for lack of a better um, baseline involved in them and, and where they fall. Uh, Utah is 19th in SP plus. That's why I think it's very, very much a better system for predicting all that kind of stuff. It's, it's why I kind of use it as my Holy grail. His top five is Alabama, Clemson, Oklahoma, Ohio State and Oregon with Georgia in sixth, Ohio, Iowa State seventh, Miami eighth, Wisconsin ninth, North Carolina tenth. Now that's a much different outlook than the uh, PFF rankings, obviously. I think the PFF rankings probably factor in uh, other things like LSU is LSU and whatnot. Utah came in obviously in 19th. Our good friends to the south of us came in at 52 in Bill C's, but that's the part about this that that's a little bit to my to my thinking and my thought process catering towards the quick clicks. BYU came in 22nd in the PFF rankings. Uh, their highest graded returning player, running back Tyler Algier, 92.1%. Uh, the the little blurb on the article says after losing the second best quarterback in college football. Not many expect the Cougars to live up to a top 25 ranking. Still, they have playmakers at skill positions and could be returning one of the best offensive lines in the country. Baylor Romney settling in to a quarterback-friendly system could allow BYU to surprise again in 2021. And first of all, if PFF had any kind of you know network to their availability the way that locked on does they would know that it's not likely that baylor romney is a starter it's more than likely that jaron hall is a starter as long as he can stay healthy but i think more so uh, along the lines with with this statement is that byu's fun funny because everybody likes to point out the fact that they didn't really play anybody last year but they handled the competition and this year's schedule is very different but they still lost a lot of talent from up front. Brady Christensen is an NFL offensive lineman now. He's gone. And and while there is a, a very capable backup stepping into his, his position, he's not on the same level as Christensen. So to say that they're one of the best offensive lines in the country when you lose two starters, that's interesting. Um you know, saying that it's a quarterback-friendly system, yeah, that's for sure. And look, they are returning a lot more weapons with Algier, but their best tight end for the past few years has gone in Matt Bushman. Now, there are others that have stepped up. I think Isaac Rex has been very capable. But again, this is all against average to decent competition in terms of what they're going to be playing this year. It's going to be drastically different. And they lost a lot of guys to the NFL. So very interesting that that's the take on that one. But 
I think the bigger overarching issue issue on this kind of stuff is that you're going to see a lot more of these kinds of clickbaity articles. And some of them are going to be good. Some of them are going to not be good. Uh, I pointed out yesterday that Pro Football Network had Devin Lloyd ranked very high. Guess what? They're not the only one. He's starting to appear on more and more articles and, and be ranked higher and higher across, uh, across the board. Um, there's a... Uh, best backfields in college football uh, on Bleacher Report. Number five was uh, BYU. And Utah was mentioned in the article as an honorable mention simply because there wasn't a, as they say, less proven talent-filled units. Um, right up there with such teams as Ohio State, Michigan, Miami, Florida, Clemson, Auburn, Arizona State, and Alabama. So if you're going to be a part of this group, that's probably the group that you want to be ranked in, right? The teams like Alabama, Auburn, Clemson, Florida, Utah. Sounds like it's a good fit for me. Sounds like it's a good fit for everybody. And and they're absolutely correct. These are talent-filled units. We just haven't seen them prove it at the University of Utah yet. But we've gone over it. It's 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 Chris Curry, it's TJ Pledger, it's Makai Bernard, it's Tavion Thomas, who was a guy that was highly coveted by a couple of the programs on that list as well. Ricky Parks coming in in the fall. There is an absolute boatload of talent in that running back room, including the backup to the guy last year who was sensational and honestly it set the stage for himself to have a Heisman caliber season. Now, I, I, I don't want to keep going over that because it's tough for me to talk about and I think it's tough for Utah fans to hear about, but we are deep in the heart of click season and so I advise as, as your off-season guy, your off-season Sherpa, to be careful where where you get upset when you start reading those articles because a lot of those are baseless and, and have very little uh, ed- education that go into them or very little research or anything like that. There are those media members out there that do an excellent job, and there are others that are forced to write articles because they know that they have to pay bills. So sometimes deciphering between the two can be a little bit difficult, but at the same time, this is the offseason. This is what we're going to go through. We're going to see a lot of victories posted by other teams from other from fan bases from other teams all offseason long, and I think the same thing is going to happen that happens every single year when they line up across from one another. Utah's likely going to win, uh, win the battles. This is a program that's won a tremendous amount of games the last few years. 2020 aside, uh, they still finished you know at 500 even after playing only four games. So that that in and of itself, when you think about it, uh, is a pretty impressive accomplishment. And and there is so much talent here. The bottom line is that we know what Utah has, right? We know that Charlie Brewer is. A really impressive talent. And and while we've only seen him in the spring game, I think that was enough for everybody to know how good he really can be and that he's a good fit for the offense here at the University of Utah. We also know that there are plenty of guys in that QB room that can step in and play if needed. I, I th- we saw great things from Peter Costelli. He's going to grow and develop more as the years progress. We saw Jaquinnon Jackson has an ability that he can get on the field as a running threat to where that can actually be effective. Now, is it going to win you a national championship? Maybe not. But is it going to get you 9 or 10 wins during the course of a season? I do believe it's possible. Yes, I do. The The prevailing factor with all of this is that Utah spent the entire offseason in, in – 
part of spring and whatnot, reloading the positions that were emptied out. They refilled through the transfer portal. They went out and got the guys that they needed, and they are clearly going no holds barred after the Pac-12 championship this season. And so whatever you read from Bleacher Report or SB Nation or some of those outlets where they don't have a clue or they didn't watch how good Utah was against Washington State or how good they evolved defensively towards the end of the year, they didn't watch the way Utah just shut down Colorado in the second half. They didn't see any of that. They haven't been paying attention to Utah's recruiting classes. They don't know like we know that Morgan Scally is one of the elite uh, identifiers of under-the-radar talent and the fact that he simply likes a guy is enough to get a recruited bump with some recruiting services. They don't know or understand any of that. And so this is where we're at in the offseason where we're going to get some of this stuff. We're going to make sure that you hear the good side of it. And, and if you get upset over it, bring it to me. I will show you and break it down for you exactly why it is nonsense or rubbish. And you'll always, always get the best, most exact and precise uh, expert analysis here on the podcast. I promise you that. And with me all fired up like this, now is a good time to talk about Lucy. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Finally, tobacco alternatives that don't suck. Researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has created a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors. Wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also have a lozenge with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors as well. Cherry ice, citrus, and mint. Lucy lozenges and gums are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can use your FSA cards to purchase Lucy now. And it's convenient and discreet. It's 2021. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month. It's so simple, and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery down. Locked On College Network listeners, go to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE, all one word, to get 20% off all products on your first order, including gum or lozenges. That's lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE at checkout. Also, I have to give this disclaimer. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONCOLLEGE. No better way to get back on track here than talking about Bill Bar, my favorite snack. You've heard me talk about why I love Bill Bar. The flavor is great. If you're looking for a different kind of texture than a regular protein bar, really tough to beat Bill Bar. It's more nougaty, kind of a little softer, squishier, a little chewier, but not in like a hard, like, like you look like you're a, 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 a alpaca or a llama chewing on something the whole time. The flavors are delicious. They have the nine regular flavors, coconut, coconut almond, cherry raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, plus the occasional limited time flavors. Hopefully you got your birthday cake. That's a fun one if you're in for something a little bit sweeter. The best part about Bill Bar is 17 grams of protein for every bar, only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs. Some of the other flavors have a little bit more protein in them or a little bit more calories if you're looking for a little bit more uh, whey protein oomph in your recovery or whatever it is that you're eating them for. If, if it's a bridge snack, it doesn't matter what it is that you need. Built Bar can be that snack. It can help you curb your cravings, help you uh, get through if you need a snack between breakfast and lunch or if it's like me, breakfast and second breakfast. 
And if you go to BuildBar.com right now, you're going to get a special offer. If you enter in the promo code LOCKED15, you're going to get 50% off your first purchase. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuildBar.com. Remember, gang, it's BuildBar.com. Go get yourself one of your favorites, Cherry Barcia, Mint Brownie, Double Chocolate, Sneaky Good Flavor. Uh, Try it out. Give it a shot. Use that promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off. And uh, enjoy being addicted to your favorite new protein bar. Talking a little bit of men's basketball as the Pac-12 released the schedule for the 2021-22 season as there is a change-up where they're going to start playing another conference game a little bit early on. Utah is going to play a conference game at USC Wednesday, December 1st, uh, and then they're going to return home for Sunday, December 5th. Cal will be at Utah. That's part of the new 20-game league schedule that began last season. So first-year head coach Craig Smith and company will technically open Pac-12 play on the road with a trip to the Galen Center against the USC Trojans. They will not have Evan Mobley, so that's nice. They will also not have Mickey Yontanen. That's less nice, uh, as Yontanen seemed to be a Mobley stopper for whatever reason last year. They'll then return home that following Sunday to play Cal December the 5th. And for the rest of the Pac-12, some interesting matchups as Stanford will be at Colorado. USC will play at Washington State. Colorado and UCLA will square off. Uh, Washington State will square off at Arizona State in this opening little stretch. Uh, Oregon State at Cal, Washington at Arizona. Then Oregon will play at Stanford in the latter half. UCLA will be at Washington. Uh, obviously, Cal at Utah, ASU at Oregon, Arizona at OSU. So not a ton of really marquee matchups, but maybe some ones that could be interesting. I think that Stanford at Colorado game on November 28th looks a little interesting. Utah will have the following home and away matchups for the 2021 and 2022 season. Home games will be against Arizona, ASU, Cal, Colorado, Oregon, OSU, USC, Washington, Wazoo, and UCLA. Road games will follow the same pattern. Arizona, ASU, Cal, Colorado, Oregon and Oregon State, USC and Washington, Wazoo, and then Stanford. So there will not be a return trip to go play at UCLA. Uh, That means, if I'm reading this correctly, it means that Utah is going to play Cal three times. Or maybe that first game, the Cal at Utah Sunday, December the 5th, will, will count as, as that. Um, it'll be curious to see how it all breaks down. But that's kind of a fascinating development. So like, if you're going to play Cal three times, but you only get UCLA once, I think from like a win perspective, that's kind of a nice setup. But in terms of wanting to play the best, that one's that, that'll be interesting. Um, I'll have to wait and see for sure uh, what the schedule will look like. Before I comment too uh, too much further on that one, uh, but I do uh, actually think that this is kind of a good move by the conference to expand the schedule to twenty games. Because while nine games is too many for football, you just unless everybody else is doing it, I think playing that extra game or extra two games against conference opponent really does help net rating and all that other stuff that factors into getting in the NCAA. And as we've seen with the Pac-12, the talent is clearly there. And when they get the opportunity to get the teams in, they've done well with it, especially last year in 2020. And so it's a good time to capitalize on that and and try and continue to roll the conference forward and into being more in the spotlight in terms of college basketball. Obviously, it's a massive money-making 
agenda and and his new as our new fearless commissioner george klyavkov has said our bread is buttered with football and basketball and so that will continue the trend of of taking care of those two and making sure that they're that we're maximizing the potential with those the idea that i always liked for those first couple of playing games is i would much rather play those all in vegas and do a weekend of the pac-12 there so you have the conference championship game on friday and then you play a weekend of games where you make these matchups happen then and it becomes a weekend event so you can get fan bases down there to watch the game you'll have more media members i think hanging around if that's the point I think the conference can do more to build relationships either with sponsors or whoever it else is that, you know, bringing in former Pac-12 standouts to be there in Vegas, to, to meet and greet, to give people a reason to hang around and watch. There are lots of events that you could come up with. This is most of you are going to roll your eyes when I say this. But it'd be a great weekend to do some esports stuff as well as it seems to me that every single Pac-12 school now has an esports program. And while that might might not mean a lot to the fans right now, it would be a big deal to the programs and the kids that compete for those. It'd be a really fun recruiting option too. There's a great esports arena down there in the Luxor in, in Las Vegas that they could use and utilize. There's even a truck that they could take out. So you could really turn this into a massive event using those two games. But uh, again, those are things that we're going to have to hope and, and keep our fingers crossed for new conference commissioner, George uh, Klyavkov, to be willing to take a chance on. That these are the kinds of things that if he truly is the business leader and has a business acumen and an ability to really turn this thing around that everybody seems to hope, these are the kinds of moves that he's going to have to make. He's going to have to be a little outside the box with how they create these sorts of things or how they build these kinds of events. And they're going to need to really find a way to be trailblazers in a sense so that they make these these events happen and they make the conference more uh, profitable, more promotable, more uh, accessible, more viewable, all that kind of stuff. So just more able. Overall, the conference needs to be more able. So we'll see for the first time really how the 20-game season will work out uh, this year. And, and again, those first December games at USC and then home for Cal. And then the home and away games will be Arizona, ASU, Cal, Colorado, Oregon, Oregon State, USC, Washington State, Washington, a home game only against UCLA, given that UCLA is supposed to be pretty good, that one should be pretty bumping, and then an away only game against Stanford, so good to get some decent hoops news in terms of schedules, we'll keep our fingers crossed for more Transfer portal updates is Steve Bartle is covering that beat exceptionally well at Udzone.com. Highly suggest that you go check out his articles. He recently dropped one uh, behind the paywall there talking about who Utah is still in, 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 the, in the mix for in terms of recruits through the transfer portal. Also an article about Colin Chandler. Uh, looking to visit the University of Utah at some point in time. So go check that out there at Udzone.com. While I was perusing the boards the other day at UteZone.com, I saw somebody had posted the conference odds for who could win the conference championship. Utah at 10 to 1 odds. Somebody mentioned that that looked like it was a pretty good bet to take. Something that we've already talked about here on the podcast. What, what else is great is that you can go to betonline.ag and you can put down 
however much you want on that. So say you've got a hundred bucks laying around that you want to invest wisely, he said in quotation marks. You just go over to betonline.ag, use the promo code locked on. That hundred dollars now becomes 150. You put $150 down on the youth to win the conference championship, and they won at 10 to 1 odds. Quick mass, that's $1,500 in your pocket. 1,500 Skittles. That's a great deal. And the best part about it is that BetOnline is the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So setting up your account is going to be super easy. You can go there on your laptop or mobile device. You can check out all the great sporting news while you're there. Uh, see whatever contest information they might have going on. If they have odds posted for anything else. Obviously, odds on uh, NBA playoffs, MLB, NHL playoffs going on right now. There's always golf and UFC going on. So go ahead and head on over to betonline.ag. Sign up using that promo code locked on. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Wrapping up a Wednesday edition of the show here on the Locked On Utes podcast for the Locked On Podcast Network, and just wanted to shout out Jordy Lindley, who is named an assistant AD for communications. She'll be the assistant athletics director for communications as the primary media contact for Utah football. Worked with Jordy for a while now. She's incredible. She does a great job. Uh, she's a tremendous asset at the program up there. She she knows everybody. She does a great job of keeping everything organized, and she'll do a great job in this role. It will help Locked On Utes. It will help me. It will help all of your media outlets that she's in charge now because she's been there for a while. She's clearly uh, earned that opportunity, and, and kudos to her and kudos to Mark Harlan for recognizing her hard work and making that move. Um, she... Uh, she will be managing the day-to-day communications for the football program and continue to play a key role in collaborating with the program's social media and creative team to produce compelling storytelling across all platforms. If you haven't seen all the stories that they've put together, it's really cool. Uh, they've done a good job of, of having guys write their stories out. Britton Covey wrote one. The legend, Drew Lisk, wrote one. Uh, they're also doing some really cool stuff with the social media Outlets, Instagram, dropping highlight videos, Twitter, etc., etc. Shout out to the entire creative team up there. They do a tremendous job uh, behind the scenes for the most part, but they really do crush it. Uh, Maddie Hansen is the uh, really the driving force behind all that. She is amazing, Wonder Woman. Shout out to her as well. But con- huge, huge congratulations to Jordy Lindley uh, for the promotion. Well deserved, well earned. Excited to get back up there and and see her and work with her as well in person as we're finally starting to get over this stupid pandemic. Pandemics suck. But on that note, we're going to close out the show with some happy thoughts that it's always a great day to be a huge, some great, some great days are better than others. I don't know. It could be true, but I think that anytime it's a great day, it's a great day. Uh, We love you. We like you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. Uh, For whoever it was that left a four-star review, clearly you don't know the rule around here. It is five stars only. Stick to the rules or else nothing. I mean, just or else we'll consider you a hater in the words of Omani Jones. Uh, But I won't block you on Twitter because that that ain't my steez. Thank you, as always, for listening. Uh, be well, stay well, do well. This has been the Locked On News Podcast for May 26, 2021. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow. 